Now, are you looking The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Gift guide is writer and filmmaker Caroline Grace Kennedy. Hey, Caroline, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, we, How are you? We, we look in different categories because there are so many books, so many brilliant books. We feature many of them on the show, uh, but we'll, we'll just try and pick a select few. Yeah, yeah. Autobiography, who do you recommend? Oh my God, it's my go-to. You know, I'm just an avid autobiography reader, so I'll read anybody. Um, so my main sort of go-to this year were obviously the Matthew Perry one, which was Friends, Lovers and the Big Terrible Thing. Yeah, and that it, came back to number one so after it's, his, it's his back, sad passing. Yeah, so obviously his untimely death at 55 earlier this year. But, you know, I think, you know, the opening of that novel, for example, is, Hi, my name is Matthew, although you may know me by another name. My friends call me Matty and I should be dead. So it's quite prolific that he didn't get to the end of this of the year with the book, you know, yeah. is still alive to see it. But I just think it's a fascinating insight into really young addiction. You know, like he was addicted to alcohol, to opioids at like 15, 16, you know, and this kind of stemmed from his parents separated. So one was in New York and one was in L.A. And at a very young age, they kind of trans it battered him back and forward. And there was one particular flight that was very hairy and he got off that flight and immediately as he would see his dad doing after a long day's work, what soothes you, a drink and has a drink. But, you know, the the whole cultural, I suppose, thing of Friends and how big it was, and he actually changed the dialect of a nation. You know, when he goes out, could I be any stronger? That people actually still still speak in that rhythm today. So, and, you know, it's just ultimately, I think it's just a really sad story of this brilliant comedian, this really gifted comedian, but who came off set every day thinking, I didn't do well wasn't good enough I'm not funny enough you know his whole life spent like that but it's a, it's just a great insight into an actor as well now, a, a, another uh, memoir Boy George yeah yeah so this is his third for us and I've read them all and I have a love-hate relationship with Boy George I think he's an incredible artist <laughs> I think he can be a bit of a bitchy human being he really holds a grudge but anyway in this karma which is his third one again it's very loud this is very funny but what strikes me in this one is his tone his life's tone has completely changed he is now a much softer man he's back to being you know George O'Dowd and trying to lose the boy George it still gives you all the insight into his horrendous heroin addiction. You know, he thought because he was smoking heroin, he wasn't a heroin addict. So he goes through all that and obviously the history of his, you know, he's fr- he had Irish parents, but his mum was really coercively controlled by his father. So he ended up getting into all these relationships, the famous one with John Moss, um, who, you know, and it was a very vicious, volatile relationship. But he still goes on about who, he's, who he still hates, Madonna and, you know, Sam Smith and Janet Jackson. And But ultimately, I think, because he's now obviously a Buddhist and he's very into his chanting. And I think he's just trying to bring a nicer side of Boy George to the world in this uh, one. And he kind of succeeds. Is yes, that he it? does kind of succeed. He's uh, still let's a bit. Uh, talk fiction. Um, Kala. Kala. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is Kala is my book in the year. My book of the year, should I say, Colin Walsh. So it's just this, the writing in Kala is beyond beautiful. It's so poetic. You know, the prose is amazing. So basically, you know, it's all set in this seaside village of Kilnock and there's like four teenagers who grow up together, grew up together, but one of them went missing, never to be known what happened. So it's a total whodunit throughout the book. But 15 years later, they're all back in the village, the other three for some reason. So it's trying to piece together 
What happened to Carla? What happened to Carla? But it's just, it literally is a masterclass, Pat, in suspense. Like you're going, oh, she did it. I, I was reading on a holiday. I was saying, it was, oh, I know who did it. Oh, he did it. Oh, And you, you really, he keeps you guessing to the very end. It's brilliant. Mm. Uh, let's talk about a book for children. And uh, Lucy Kennedy is your choice. Lucy Kennedy's fairies. I mean, they're just absolutely gorgeous. They're, you know, the, so this is book five for Lucy. So it's Emmy, Holly and Jess. They're back again and they must save Christmas. Do you know the thing about Lucy's books, Pat, that comes through? Lucy loves children. And I just think, I mean, you know, she told me to give you a kiss today because I told her we're doing this. But she's she's just, she does. She really loves children and she writes so beautifully. And again, the fairies are saving Christmas and there's loads of excitement in the Dixon household. But there is a problem. So they do need to save Christmas. And will they? And like kids adore these books that illustrations are just absolutely beautiful. I think it's Philip, yeah, it's still Philip Cullen who's illustrating this one. It's a big warm hug. It's a book that you can read to children or indeed get them sort of started in their reading. Highly recommended. Now, some people want a, an easy book to read, one that is just not going to stress them too much and which they'll just enjoy. Yes, yes. And you so, suggest yes. uh, Emma Hetherington. Emma Hetherington, and that is This Christmas. So for fans of, you know, movies like The Holiday or Love Actually, that's what this is. So it's the basic premise is, you know, two strangers are having a pretty crappy year and they decide to head off to Donegal and kind of, you know, rent a house. But lo and behold, the house has been double booked and they both have to kind of navigate their way around it. So it's romantic, it's snowy, it's got a fireplace and hot chocolate and it's just a real curl up in front of the telly oh no not in front of the telly just turn off the telly and curl up and give it a go Alright now if you want to do something a bit, little more vigorous yeah. uh, Roz Purcell is your woman Yeah she, Roz Purcell's um, it's the, the the hiking book that Roz Purcell has out at the moment and it's again absolutely gorgeous That so it's 50 different hikes she's suggesting and 50 different destinations so she started this community of hikers herself you know who meet across Ireland and you know for Roz has been kind of, you know, very honest about her mental and mental health and the physical benefits of all these hikes. So it's it's actually like a glorious cookbook of scenery and mountains. And but not only does she give you the kind of the, the place to go and hike, she tells you where's good to eat or, you know, where's good to stay around the area. So it's it's an all in you know, even if it's your first hike, she'll give you all the easy ways around it. It's a beautiful book and, and like great present. Really, really lovely. Present. Now, a book I like very much is Old Ireland in Colour. Now, this is the colorization technique yeah, of old yeah. black and white images, yeah. but it works very well. Oh, doesn't it? And I was looking at the one last night, and it is fascinating how even sort of, when you look at these books and, and, and these people, you kind of go, okay, they're 85 or they're, they're 92. And then when we bring them up to date, like, although they do look older than our generation, it is still fascinating. I just think, it just, I think when you look at them, you're kind of going, oh yeah, it's so, it's so long ago. And as we know, life is so quickly and things aren't really ever yeah. that long ago. So it's funny when are, you uh, look at some of the World War II stuff in colour, mm. it brings the horror of everything so oh much to life because it's easy to treat every black and white thing as history, yeah. not relevant to me. Yeah. Yeah. Then you see it in colour yeah. and it becomes very relevant. That's exactly it. And it's the same with, with all the pictures in this book. They just, yeah, they become, oh, okay, I get it now. You know, they are real people and in real situations. Mm. Now, you're recommending the Guinness World Records 2024. <laughs> you know what? I just think it's the great... They're, they're just a... It's a brilliant book to have in the house. You know, if you have kids, if you don't have kids. You know, so they get about 100 requests a day, but say no to 95% of them. And I think per year they process about 30,000 records. Do you know why it started? 
No. No. Okay, so it started by this man named Sir Hugh Beaver and he had an argument about which bird was the fastest bird in Europe. And he decided that, right, I'm going to write a book that actually tells how we can settle such arguments. Hence, hence that came up. Okay, so a few funny ones for you, right? Yep. So do you know what a ninja warrior is, Pat? A ninja warrior, uh, something Japanese. <laughs> okay, they originated from there. But now a ninja warrior is somebody who can climb, balance, jump and swing. So it's very, very physical. So the Guinness Book of Records this year, the oldest ninja warrior is a woman called Ginny McCall. She is 71. Google her. Anybody Google her. She is so fit. It's insane. But only started about five years ago and the transformation So of it's her... possible for everyone. So it's possible for you, Pat. You could be ninja warrior next year. I could year. be ninja warrior twenty twenty. <laughs> Seven. Say. How old, Pat, is the oldest cat in the world? Ooh, uh, 27. Oh, cheekers, 26. Oh, that's not bad. I mean, I was just being given a wild guess. OK. Uh, the fastest time to eat a Terry's chocolate orange. Now, think about a Terry's chocolate orange and all the segments in a Terry's chocolate orange is 57 seconds. That's, right. that's disgusting. 57, 57 seconds. 57 seconds to shove that in. Mm. Longest reigning queen. You'll get this one. Well, Lizzie. Yeah, Lizzie. Yeah. 70 Two-y-two. years. Yeah. 70 years and 214 days and the fastest time to drink two litres of soda, 18.45 seconds. Wow. <laughs> burp, burp. Um, a couple of things to finish. Uh, the uh, Crime, and I love crime uh, books, Catherine Ryan Howard, and she is great. Catherine Ryan Howard is amazing. I mean, she is the queen of Scream at the moment. You know, her 56 Days novel has been picked up by Amazon Prime for a TV series. But in this, the author tells us in her postscript that the book was instigated by six missing Irish women who disappeared during the 90s and whose disappearances, because they're on the edge of society, were never investigated. So this is the premise of the book. And you can always rely on Catherine to offer original and distinctive kind of take on criminal activity. Its narratives are from a very different perspective. One of Lucy, who's the sister of Nick a missing girl, Angela would be Garda. But as with all her plots, she takes us on this twisted journey yeah. of building it's tension and laying I've false clues. And yeah, yeah it's she's, absolutely brilliant. She's just brilliant. And finally, uh, probably the brilliant title of the year. Um, this is by Emer Ryan, and it's called Grass. Ceiling. Yeah. Explain. The grass ceiling. So Ema Ryan is, um, she's a fantastic writer, but also a extremely talented camogie player. So, so grew up in rural Ireland and in Tipperary where her dad played for Tip, her granddad, her uncles. But she kind of found herself, you know, playing camogie and feeling not as equal, shall we say, as yeah, the boys. Why can't I play hurling? Why can't I play hurling? And why am I playing the same sport, but it's called a different name? Why aren't I getting expenses to and from? Why aren't I getting my kit? For, you know, so there was all these things. But the knock-on effect, I think, from you know, young girls in rural Ireland, which she's trying to say, and no representation, obviously, yeah. out there, was the kind of feeling that you were second best, you know. So the book kind of takes you through the... And it's so funny because she's a very quiet writer so she writes kind of you know solitary and but then when she's on the pitch she's this really you know oh go get her and you know not afraid of anything but yeah it just it's just a gorgeous look a at the sport you know the sport of camogie and and how just the camaraderie of it and how it's just taken her through her life very good Uh, some terrific recommendations and we'll put them on on our website caroline grace cassidy writer and filmmaker Uh, thank you very much for joining us what The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.